Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Well, this weekend, our 10-1 Philadelphia Eagles are at home once again, and they have a true test. One of the better defenses in the NFL will lock horns with our offense this week. One of the better coach teams in the league and just one of the best teams overall. If they had a little bit more offensive firepower uh, on their offense, this would be one of the absolute elite teams in the league. And that, of course, is the Tennessee Titans. Um, King Henry and crew come to town with a, like I said, really well-coached team. Mike Vrabel at the helm and um, a really, really good physical defense. This team plays physical. This will be a probably the most physical test uh, that the Eagles have had all season long. And um, it's also going to be a, a, a barometer as far as how well they've improved, if they've improved, their run defense. Because King Henry, as we all know, is no joke to try to bring to the ground. And the Eagles will have to, to not only bring their uh, defensive run game, uh, or run defense, I should say, uh, and get that uh, up the up the speed, if you will. Um, but physically, like the Eagles have to be mentally prepared and physically prepared for a knock them out, drag them out type of football game, because that's what I foresee happening this coming weekend in this game. Uh, I expect this to be a very tough game for the Eagles. Um, I went back, by the way, to – I know I tried to look for it during the pregame show uh, versus the Packers, for those of you who listened to that podcast, uh, and I couldn't find it. I was looking for, you know, our my uh, Matt and I's preseason predictions record-wise. We both picked the Eagles to lose that game against the Packers. Now, we were kind of probably figuring in that – the Packers and Aaron Rodgers would be, you know, having a very good offense and a good season. So, and they, again, this is one of the unknowns about the NFL season. You just never know. Uh, and obviously, the Packers still almost won that game. You know, so they were in that game. It was a close game. But it's just interesting how Matt and I both had them losing um, that game. So, and we also had them losing the Colts game. You know, we both had the Eagles with really good records. But those two games, we had the only uh, back-to-back losses the whole season. And again, that game we were expecting Frank Reich to be the coach, and the uh, the Colts to be playing much better than they have been this season. But you know, uh, as luck would have it, or not have it, and, uh, if you're Frank Reich, he was uh, fired two weeks prior to, to the Eagles game, and um, but that was still a battle. I mean, the Eagles almost lost that game; they had to come back and win. So while it sounds kind of crazy to have predicted both of those games to be a loss, with the way the Colts and Packers were at that stage of the season. The Eagles barely beat them both. So it's just very interesting. Uh, by the way, just for the record, while I have it here, we do have the – we both predicted that the Eagles would be the Titans this week. Um, okay, so anyway, before I get uh, into the game a little bit deeper, thank you very much, first of all, for tuning in. Appreciate you joining Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Remember, you can email us at the show at P-E-T-W-G at gmail.com. Again, P-E-T-W-G at gmail.com. Ask me any questions. 
I'll share my answer on the air with everybody. If you do, like I said, use the email. Uh, email the show. Let us know your thoughts on the game, on the season, whatever. You know, it's there for you to communicate with the uh, program. So I wanted to give uh, and also just uh, if you take a moment to please like, follow, share this podcast with any of your fellow uh, Eagle fans, friends, family members, uh, whatnot, or even NFC East uh, divisional rival friends that you may have, family that you may have, because I do obviously talk about the uh, our division uh, throughout the course of the season uh, on these podcasts. And I'll do that today because uh, we have the Giants and Commanders in a battle uh, this week, um, which will determine the fate, I think, of both of those teams. And uh, so we'll get to that a little bit later in the program. Uh, but again, wanted to uh, uh, thank you all for tuning in. As always, much appreciated. Uh, thank you very much. And I have to apologize. And I did make a notation of it. Um, on uh, you know after I listened to the show myself, which I usually do for just quality control. And this is the reason why because uh, I don't know what the heck happened in the last podcast. But like there's a I don't know maybe after about five minutes in. There's about a 10-minute period, right around the 7 or 8-minute mark into the show, where there's like 10, almost 15 minutes of horrible audio. And I don't know what the heck was going on or causing that. Uh, hopefully, it's been fixed. Um, I always monitor, kind of keep an eye on, you know, if it's if, if it's recording properly. Um, sometimes I, you know, because it's been going so well, and I kind of did an upgrade um, about halfway through this season with the audio quality. Haven't really had to, you know, monitor it as much as I have been in the past, but um, something something was off, and my um, it was just kind of coming and going out, and I just couldn't. Uh, I obviously didn't know what was happening while I was recording, but it was. Um, I guess if you wanted to go back and, and listen to that uh, Packers recap podcast, once you hear it starting fading out around the seven minute mark, or just the audio, you'll definitely tell uh, is not up to up the snuff, so to speak, you know, just fast forward to like 10, 15 minutes and then it gets, it's back, gets back fortunately for the rest of the program. But, uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully that's been fixed and we're all set for this, uh, for this podcast and going forward. But anyway, um, so let's dig into the game a little bit. The Titans have a very good team, well coached. And these are teams that I think the Eagles, um, will be up for the challenge for. I don't expect the Eagles to play, uh, to have a bad game, but I do think they will be physically challenged. If this game was on the road this week, I'm not sure I would pick the Eagles to win. That's how close I see this game being. And I don't even know, quite honestly. I'll give my prediction at the end of the show. If the Eagles will win this week. I think this may be the toughest game on the rest of their schedule. And uh, other than maybe Dallas on Christmas Eve. Um, that's my expectations. That's how difficult the game. I think the Titans losing late to Cincinnati last week is probably not the great, great thing for the Eagles. Cause they're going to be scratching and clawing to, uh, to get a win, um, this week because of uh, the one that they kind of let it go, let get away last week. Um, we'll get into the injury list, which I typically do in the pregame. So let's take a quick peek at that. And let you know kind of where both teams stand. Uh, the Eagles are relatively healthy. I say that because, you know, you look at the injury report, and there's really, other than C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which we'll touch on his injury in a moment, um, everyone else 
you know, the ones that had limited practice this week was essentially just for rest. They do have a couple that come up, popped up recently, and that would be uh, Zach Pascoe with a groin. And also Devontae Smith with a groin. I think they both are expected to play. But, you know, the fact that they have groin injuries, those are those could be interesting. I'll just keep it at that when you're especially at the wide receiver position. So uh, hopefully they're minor. Uh, it doesn't say anything otherwise. And I know Devontae Smith especially has been kind of dinged up the last couple of games. So um, he's a guy that probably could use a later buy in the season, but the Eagles don't have that luxury this year. They, they had their buy already. Um, so, But he's a tough guy. I mean, I don't think Devontae Smith gets enough credit for how tough he is, especially for the size that he is. Uh, but anyway, the point is the Eagles are relatively healthy um, coming into this game. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, let's touch on his injury because I don't think I had the – well, no, I certainly didn't have the uh, – uh, what was wrong with him uh, at, at the post game of the of the uh, Packers. We knew that the injury didn't look good. I mean, the way that he you know, hit the wide receiver uh, and kind of just – went down to a knee and then literally couldn't move and was walking off very gingerly and, and basically hurled over, you know, kind of like bending down, just barely, barely moving off the field. They put him right on a car, didn't even go to the blue tent and took him out of the game, uh, took him to the locker room. So you kind of knew that there was something very wrong with that injury. You find out that he ended up with a lacerated kidney, which, Obviously, it could be a very dangerous situation, depending on the severity of it. So now we understand why uh, why he was walking so, um, well, barely moving and getting off the field even. Uh, he did walk under his own strength, but, you know, those of you who watched it, uh, you did not look good. Uh, so lacerated kidney, which, you know, typically could be, again, due to whatever how the level of severity, which... You know, the Eagles haven't really told us how severe it is. I mean, he's going to be okay. It's not a life-threatening situation, which it can be in, in a super severe situation. Uh, surgery can, is often necessary. We know he doesn't need surgery, so we know it's not at that type of severe level. However, it could still be a four-week injury, and I think we're not – we'll get a good indication – as to how severe it is on Saturday uh, because to put him on IR, they can then obviously add another player because to, you know, replace him on a roster. Ironically, the player that's due back this week potentially is Jordan Davis, who is on the IR currently, the four-week IR. His 21-day practice window was opened earlier this week, and he's been practicing in full. So, um, on Saturday, the Eagles need to make that determination. Uh, that's why I'm saying we'll figure out on Saturday whether or not uh, how bad, I should say, how bad C.J. Gardner's injury is. Because knowing that Jordan Davis is coming back potentially on you know for this game, C.J. Gardner-Johnson could very easily then, you know, go on the four-week IR with his lacerated kidney, and then the Eagles don't have to shuffle anybody else around on the roster. 
if the Eagles are confident that Gunnar Johnson might only miss, let's say, two or three weeks, then they're going to have to make a roster move if they bring Jordan Davis off the IR. Now, I listened to Jordan Davis' um, interview today. They interviewed him in a locker room. And because there's been a lot of optimism that he's going to come back and, you know, this week and play. Uh, and of course they could use him because they are facing uh, the toughest running back in the NFL and King Henry. There's no doubt that the Eagles could certainly use Jordan Davis this week more than probably any week in the entire season schedule wise. But I, you know, I, Davis does seem optimistic uh, it sounds like he has uh, been pushing himself this week in practice. Um, he doesn't know if he's going to play or not, which obviously makes sense. It doesn't seem like he. It seems like he's being genuine in answering that question. Because I know the Eagles like to keep a lot of things to the close to the vest as far as who's going to start, who's not, who might be brought up, who's not. Um, but I also kind of was reading between the lines in his responses, and I'm not so sure the Eagles going to play him and activate him this week. I just get that impression now. I don't have any inside scoop on that at all. This is just a judgment on my part based on trying to read into how he was answering the question. So uh, don't take that as an absolute. It's just my um, prediction. I have a feeling they're going to keep Jordan Davis out another week. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to play this week. But we'll see. And I do think if he does, I don't. I think it'll be limited, very limited. I don't think he's going to play a heck of a lot if he does play. Um, but I, I have a feeling that I think he's not fully ready to come back this week. And I don't think they should rush him back. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. He is practicing in full. And normally when, when players practice in full, they're activated. So it kind of almost contradicts exactly what I just said. I'm kind of just reading in how he's responding. Uh, but we'll see. Again, the other thing at play here is the seriousness of, of Gardner Johnson's kidney injury. If the Eagles know right now that it's a four-week injury, then, I mean, if they really truly know that and haven't told us, which, you know, the Eagles are not going to tell us for competitive reasons, then they may already have that plan in place, that they're going to activate Jordan Davis and put C.J. Gardner Johnson on the IR for four weeks. And then they don't have to make any additional roster moves. They have to make that decision on Saturday, like I said. So that may very well be the Eagles' plan. We'll see. We'll see how that works. But again, like I said, otherwise, other than the groins issues that came up with uh, Pascal and uh, Devontae Smith, everyone else is in good shape for the uh, game against the Titans. Now, as far as the Titans is concerned, they have four players that missed practice on Thursday. And the one big name that's on this list, which is very interesting, is Jeffrey Simmons. Now, Jeffrey Simmons is one of the best, you can even say arguably the best, defensive tackle in the NFL. This guy's a beast. I've seen a couple of Titans games this year, and this guy just comes off the screen. He is a relentless beast at defensive tackle. I, I love watching this guy play. Didn't know much about him, quite honestly. Just watching the game, and I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, he is always in the backfield, very disruptive player, um, high-energy guy. Uh, this guy would be a great Philadelphia Eagle. I mean, that's what I was thinking watching, you know, when I watched the Titans play. Uh, he has missed practice all week. Now, it's an ankle. Here's the thing. I don't think he's in jeopardy to not play. Tomorrow, 
you know, especially for a vet like him, is the key day. If he practices tomorrow, even in a limited capacity, uh, I would expect him to play. And I don't think – I haven't heard anything from the Titans saying that this guy's not going to play or in jeopardy of not playing. So, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that he's not practiced at all this week yet with an ankle. Uh, I think even if he does play and he and if he's been, you know, gipping around on a bad ankle, that's that's going to help the Eagles a lot because that guy could take over a game. That's how good he is. I know I'm talking him up big time, but those of you out there uh, that don't know about this guy, um, watch him play this week. I guarantee you if he does play, even if he's on a bum ankle, uh, he, you're going to know his name. Uh, that's how good he is. So I look at it as be great if he doesn't play, certainly be helpful. <laughs> But even if he does, and if this ankle is really as serious as, as I guess it appears to be, uh, with him not practicing all week, you know, um, that'll help as well if he's not 100%. The other guys, I don't really, I to, honestly, I'm not sure. I don't know much about him. Defensive end, Denico Autry has got a knee. Cornerback, Elijah Molden with a groin. And wide receiver, Cody Hollister with a neck. All those four players have missed practice this week. Uh, you know, as recently as Thursday, which is today. So we'll see. We'll know more on Friday. This is my, you know, pregame podcast, so I won't have an update prior to the game. Uh, but uh, we'll. I just wanted to make note of those of those injuries. So you know, both teams pretty pretty healthy. Um, otherwise, you know, so that's that in terms of the injury front. Some other things I just want to talk about. Obviously, we talked about King Henry. And this is one of my favorite running backs in, in the NFL. I love this guy. Um, it's it's always fun watching him run the ball because he is such a beast. Not many guys are 250-plus pounds and can run and outrun, a, a, you know, a, a defensive backs. That's the type of player that that, uh, that Henry is. And very tough to bring down, very physical, one, has one of the best stiff arms in the game. And the Eagles gotta, you know, bring numbers to make these tackles, man. He's he's he rarely gets taken down by one guy. So uh, this is gonna be a physical game, and I think for that reason, uh, you know, having C.J. Gardner Johnson because tackling is not as much as we love that guy. He's a ball hawk. He leads the NFL in interceptions and everything. You know, he's not the greatest tackler in the world. I've seen a lot of missed tackles by him this year. Um, I mean, not that he's not he's a terrible tackler, but he's not – I don't think he's a great tackler, you know. Um, I just don't. I mean, I think he, I don't think he is. I'll just put that right out there. I'm not trying to, you know, kick a guy while he's down. I really hope that he has a speedy recovery and gets back into our defense because we need him. We need him. He is our starting center. Um, but uh, my, my point here is that uh, this might be a good game for him to miss, <laughs> you know, because – I am very impressed by Reed Blankenship and the short time that we saw him play uh, and when he replaced uh, the Packers. I mean, I don't know how you cannot be impressed. I mean, he made some physical tackles that game. He showed his ability. He's known as a physical uh, safety. Uh, he did play at a, at a smaller college, Middle Tennessee State, ironically, Middle Tennessee State. His first start is going to come against the Titans. So that's very interesting how that's lining up. But, um, but Blankenship has got – and I did watch some tape on Blankenship. I actually went and researched this guy and watched some of his college tape. And he's impressive. I mean, he this is this guy went under the radar in a draft for some reason. I mean, I know he played at a small school, so I guess that would be the reason. Um, but I tell you what, you put the tape on 
And this guy is impressive to watch. He cl- his closing speed. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but his his instincts and closing speed is is impressive. And the way he finishes tackles is impressive, and his awareness is impressive. Um, you know, and he, he showed that. And I think it was the second play that he was in, or second or third play after he came in to replace CJ, he picked off Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you're not impressed by that, I don't know what it will impress you. But uh, my point is that I uh, I think for this type of a game where the Eagles got to bring the wood on a guy like Henry, I think a Blankenship in there over CJ Johnson, you know, just a bigger, uh, more physical safety can uh, play into the Eagles' hands a little bit better matchup-wise. Um, and the Eagles, pa- I mean, not the Eagles, but the Tennessee passing offense is not all that, you know, dangerous, impressive, or any of those type things. And I like Tamahill. I always thought he was a pretty underrated quarterback. I, you know, I don't know why he gets beaten up so much, you know, across the NFL analysts and all that. Uh, because I do think, you know, Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback. And, you know, whenever he's had good wide receivers, I mean, A.J. Brown, how did A.J. Brown become A.J. Brown before he came here? Who was his quarterback? It was Tannehill. So, I mean, Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback, and I think he's he's undervalued in the uh, in the league and across the league. But I'm not trying to say he's you know Aaron Rodgers or you know I'm just saying he's I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I'll just I'll just say that. So their wide receiver, the one that replaced or they drafted to replace Brown Burks, is back. Came back last week. Young, talented wideout, and uh, you know he's coming off an injury, so. I don't know if he's back to 100% yet, but he's he's a guy that could be a threat. I don't foresee him. You know, they'll put Slay on him. You know, they'll, they'll probably be able to contain him and shut him down. It, really, the key to this game is just to, the physicality of this game that's gonna, that the Eagles need to be up for. And they have to stop Henry. Now, Henry has been kind of more, well, I'll say more down than up, but he's, he's, he's not having a runaway, no pun intended, type season. I mean, there's been games this year where he's been contained. And, uh, you know, I don't know what teams have, you know, what their defensive structure has been to be able to contain him. But uh, he has had games where he's only had, you know, 50, 75 yards rushing. And uh, the Eagles got to hope he's got, you know, that they can hold him to one of those type of games. I think if they do, they'll win the game. I don't even think it'll be uh, – well, I do think it'll still be close because I really think that the Titans – defense can contain uh, Jalen Hurts and, and, and our offense. Uh, I, I do. Um, I think they're that good, and I think their coaching staff is, is that good. By the way, Jim Schwartz coming back. Uh, I didn't even realize this until I was listening to some uh, analysis this week. Jim Schwartz is their defensive coordinator. I, I had no idea. So he'll be uh, back in Philadelphia. Uh, again, we talked about Tannehill. Um, and their defense, we talked about Simmons. So the Eagles talked about uh, Jordan Davis' return. I'm just, I'm just kind of going through my notes, but I've already touched on many of these while I'm looking at them. Um, this is going to be, and I've been talking about being a physical game. This is one of those games where it's going to be fun watching the trenches, which it's kind of odd to say. Who would watch this football games and watch battles of the, you know, of the lines because everyone's always focused on you know the quarterbacks and whoever's carrying the ball or catching the ball. But, uh, you know, the Eagles have the best offensive line in the NFL, and this is probably one of the best defensive lines in the NFL uh, or defenses in general. Um, so that matchup is going to be 
of physical battle in the trenches um, to see which one wins out. Miles Sanders has been running awesome. And why? Because they're giving him the ball. I had to say that. But, um, you know, Sanders is going to have to get some more physical yards. He's been running much more physical this year, um, which is great. And I always knew he had that in him. I don't know what people have been paying attention to previous, you know, seasons with Sanders. I mean, he's been able to be physical before, but everyone's shocked this year. But, oh, my God, he's running so much more physical. No, he's just running more. I have to laugh because I'm like, you guys know. You guys know where my take is on Sanders. I'm not going to go into it again. But but it's going to be interesting because he's going to have to be uh, even more physical than normal, I think, against his defense. So we'll see. That's going to be a battle because will will Sanders get some holes to run through uh, going against this defense that he's used to getting, uh, you know, when the Eagles offensive line just dominates, much like last week where they basically overtook the game. Last week, uh, that offensive line just absolutely destroyed the Packers, which is why the Eagles ran on them for 300-something yards. I think Hertz is going to be have to be even more careful than normal uh, running the ball because, you know, he's going to have to escape the pocket because I, I definitely think that, uh, again, because this is such a good defensive line and defense, that this offensive line is not going to be as dominant against like they've been in most games. Um, and Hertz is going to have to be careful with the ball, like he normally is, but even more careful, I think, when he's running the ball. Get down, don't take any ridiculous chances, and, and this is the thing. Being a close physical game, I could see Jalen's competitiveness uh, where he's going to try to fight for that extra yard, and I just don't want him to take any of those extra hits, especially against a defense like this that's looking to hurt you when they hit you. That's how Vrabel's defense plays. If you haven't watched them this year, you know, you'll see what I mean. All right. I'm not going to say that, you know, they headhunt or anything. Yeah, I'm just saying this is a physical defense. And they will come after Hertz if he when he's running the ball and come after him hard. So Jalen needs to be careful and, and hopefully he's not going to run as much. I hope they put some kind of defense or offense rather, offensive game plan in place where they can give him quick options to get rid of the ball rather than him having to take off and run with it. Um, you know, I'm hoping they're incorporating it in. It's going to be tougher because they don't have Goddard yet back. So the safety net that uh, he has typically is not there still. And there's really not been a tight end that's stepped up since uh, Goddard's been out to be that guy for Jalen. So could that be Sanders out of the backfield or some more Gainwell or Boston Scott just to be there to – um, we know they don't really block all that well for pass defense, but just to be there as a hot route uh, in case Jalen needs to just get, get rid of the ball versus having to scramble and run on his own. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, that's part of Jalen's game, so I don't want to, like, you know, self-contain him like that. But my point is I just don't – I thought he ran the ball too much last week, I guess is what I'm getting at. And if he does that again against this defense, uh, I just don't want to see him get banged up. I just don't. And – uh uh, and I also just don't think he should be carrying the ball that much, quite honestly. So hand the ball off, use the run game, let the offensive line uh, get a, get some opportunities here to push it back that that the defensive line. Like I said, battle the trenches. I would go with a more running running attack. You know that's what their game plan is going to be, is going to be a running attack. So that's why I see this game being in the lower score. I don't think either team is going to get 20 points. 
Uh, I think if there is a team to get 20, it would be the Eagles. But I don't see that. Uh, I'll give my prediction here coming up. But uh, that gives you a little indication kind of where I'm heading with this game. Um, so I'm trying to think what else uh, to talk about here. Um, I think A.J. Brown, this is kind of a, well, not kind of. This is the first time he's facing his former team. So I think he'll have a little extra motivation. Uh, but they also probably have a little extra motivation for him. So I think he will be keyed on by their defense, and maybe the Eagles will key on him more offensively, uh, knowing that he's got that little extra incentive this week. So uh, I think the Eagles will need A.J. Brown. So I, I do think he's going to be uh, important in the passing game because, again, no Dallas Goddard. This is a game where they really are going to miss Dallas Goddard, if I haven't really kind of emphasized that point enough. Uh this is the game where his loss could really could actually account for a loss. Like that's how close I think this game is going to be. I really see a very tight game this week, and turnovers is going to be key. It's going to come down to turnovers when you have the games that are this tight. At least what I perceive is going to be this tight. The team that protects the ball most likely is going to win. So if the Eagles have one of these games that they've been kind of trending at lately, which is a little concerning when they've been starting to turn over the ball over the last couple of weeks, last few weeks. If they do that this week, they're going to lose. I'm just going to come right out and say it. If they lose the turnover battle this week, I think the Eagles lose the game. That's how close it is because that, that'll be the difference. Uh, uh, conversely, if they are able to create some turnovers from Tannehill, uh, then uh, you know that'll obviously increase their chances of, of winning the game, and if they, especially if they can turn them into points. So that's how I see this game. Now, it's been I've been tough going back and forth as far as my – my prediction here, you know, I did beginning of the season, as you know, so just mentioned earlier in the program, I did have the Eagles winning this game. Now that we're here at the week uh, of this game, uh, week 13 here, I am wondering if if they will. Um, again, the key for me is Goddard. Like, if Goddard was in this game, I, this would be a much easier call for me. I really think they're going to miss Goddard in this one. Uh, I... Like I said, if I was the Eagles, I would have Gainwell. Not that I'm a huge Gainwell fan. I think he's a decent player. To me, he's just been very inconsistent this year. But I would incorporate him more into the passing game, uh, as well as Sanders and Boston Scott. I think they're going to need to do that. And maybe give you know uh, Jackson or Cantazera some opportunities at the tight end position. Um, but they're really unproven, both of them. So you can't depend on that. But I would at least give them some opportunities to make some plays because I'm not so sure. I think, you know, again, this is a very good defensive team. They're well coached defensively. Their head coach is a defensive guy. That's his, you know, mantra. And Jim Schwartz, as we know, is a, is a pretty good defensive coordinator, right? So the defense is very, very good. And they're going to take away. They don't have to worry about Goddard, right? So who are they going to try to take away? Obviously Hurts. And probably uh, double team Brown, you know, or just focus on the wide receivers. So that's why I just see this being a very difficult challenge for the Eagles this week. This game, I just begin it's because I just feel that the Titans will have a very good game plan uh, to stop Jalen in this passing attack. That's why I think if Miles Sanders and the run game in particular, uh, if they have some success running against this defense, who's also very stout against the run. That's why this is a good test. 
uh, if they can, if their offensive line can beat their defensive line and open some holes and at least get a pretty decent ground attack going. I don't expect anything like Green Bay last week. That's, that's not happening again. Uh, that was a anomaly. But if they can at least, uh, you know, consistently get some pretty good runs and, and have third and shorts, uh, then I think uh, the Eagles will be able to uh, to pull this one out. But again, I expect a tight game. This is not going to be anything that's, uh, you know, an easy win or – uh, runaway score, I'd be shocked if that happens. Absolutely shocked. So I don't foresee that. Um, the Eagles are 10-1, and the Titans, uh, you know, are coming in here uh, looking to redeem themselves after losing last week. Uh, the game is uh, a, it's a 1 o'clock start. I was thinking, yeah, it probably is a 1 being that's you know, in Philly. Titans are 7-4. and four, Eagles are 10-1. and one. And uh, this one should be a really good football game to watch. Again, I like physical football games. I like defensive battles. You know, it's good to see those rather than shootouts all the time, I think. I'm kind of an old-school guy. I wish the Eagles had more of an attacking defense than they do. Of course, you know, that's some of my issues that I have with, with uh, you know, the way that we scheme things defensively. Um, I still take issue with with really the fact that they the lack of blitz and the lack of really attacking and uh, depending too much I think at times on their front four to to get penetration. Um, you know, I, I just that's that's one of my criticisms of this team. But at the same time, their defense is still ranked in the top ten, so it's not like they're you know they're not getting it done defensively. Um, but we'll see. This is this is a game where you know if Hertz wants to or you know comes out winning the MVP or or wants to win the MVP over, you know the uh, Allens and the Mahomes of the world. This is the type of games where he's gonna. It might come down to him to pull it out at the end, you know, because that's I do see kind of a back and forth game here, uh, and uh, we'll see who's standing at the end. By the way, Miles Sanders just to kind of, you know, he's picking the right time to have a great season, and you know he's a free agent at the end of the season if the Eagles do not re-sign him. Uh, he's got 900 yards uh, rushing and 177 carries and eight touchdowns. So, again, those of you out there that said, oh, you know, Sanders can't score. I'm not saying you as my audience. I'm talking more or less to just some Eagle fans in general that I've had debates with, especially last year, where they're like, oh, Sanders, you can't, he cannot score. You know, we need to get a back in here. I'm like, dude, he's one of the best running backs in the league. The reason why I didn't score all those touchdowns last year is because Jalen Hurts was always running the ball and quarterback sneaks inside the five or just, you know, bootlegs or whatever. He was the one scoring those. They just wouldn't give it to Sanders. Guess what? They're giving it to Sanders this year, and he has eight touchdowns. Now, that just validates what I've been saying and backing my words versus the ones that I've been debating within the Eagle fan base that don't think Mano Sanders is a good running back. So... I'm going to mark that one up and check that off into the win box for me. And I hope the Eagles do resign him. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Now he's you know, obviously going to be a lot more expensive coming off this type of season. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. We'll leave that discussion and table it for the offseason. Uh, so Eagles, Titans, uh, I'm looking, I know you're looking for a prediction. What is my prediction? I'll tell you the final score. That one I know. I'm going to say it's going to be Around like 17 to 13, something like that. You know, I don't think either team will get 20. 
if there is a team that does, it will be the Eagles, I think. But I do see this to be a defensive battle. It is at home, so I think that will benefit and help the Eagles and keep them, you know, keep that run defense focused uh, on trying to stop the run, stopping Henry. Um, we'll see if Jordan Davis can play or not. I think even if he is activated, I don't think we'll see him a lot. Um, I think it's good that we do have Adamic and Sue in there for this game. Like I said, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this much on the podcast, but I'm kind of glad that they lost to Washington. I never, you never are glad for a loss, but if they had come back and beat Washington that game or didn't turn the ball over as many times as they did and just beat them outright anyway, um, they wouldn't have not made these moves to sure up the defensive line. So for that, you know, sometimes you can get more out of a loss than, uh, than just what it is, you know, being a loss. Um, and uh, those guys would not be here if the Eagles won that game. I don't think. I don't think they would. So, and I also think it's good to have guys like Ndamukong and Sue here to help mentor, uh, you know, Jordan Davis as well. So that's also going to be a plus that not too many people that at least I've been hearing have been talking about. I think that's that's going to be very helpful to have a guy of his experience and status uh, one of the best defensive tackles in the league for the last 10-plus years, um, like Dynamic and Sue, to be able to kind of uh, mentor and teach Jordan Davis, uh, you know, how to, how, so we can get the most out of him, you know. So, well, with that said, folks, I expect a big game. I will say the Eagles will win. How's that? Eagles win in a close one this weekend, 17-13. to 13 over the Titans. That's my prediction. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you as always. And until next time, we'll have a post-game recap. Fly Eagles fly. Take care, everyone.